A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Christianizing the American dream. I said that you, uh, that, that many LDS folks and I uh, love the same Jesus. Uh, I still believe that. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 81. I am your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. The False Teacher of the Week segment of the Master's Dog podcast was born out of the old introduction video that I had a while back, which was a two and a half minute montage of false teachers, pictures, and videos set to a really cool song called No Compromise by Result, used by permission. Thank you, Result. And somebody came to me and said, you know what, I don't know who all these people are. The people that I did know, I thought some of them were okay. Could you really break it down and let us know what makes these people false teachers, false prophets, whatever. And so I started with Stephen Furtick, which was who she specifically asked about, and then systematically went through that introduction video and broke down each and every one of those false teachers, did an episode on them. Once I finished with that, I revamped the video, so it's only a minute or so long now um and it's more versatile i can put video clips in take them out stuff like that work with it a little bit and change up the teachers that are in there so um that's the the little information on the podcast so it used to be a two and a half minute introduction video so for the guy that the troll that got mad at me the other day because i was four minutes before i even got into um any of the subject matter Think of what it was like with a two and a half minute introduction video before I even come on screen you're two and a half minutes in. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, so thank you that uh, we keep getting new and new subscribers. That's for the new people, a little introduction to the podcast. Um, that's because of you guys who like and share and comment on the podcast, even the trolls, your comments, help Mr. Algae Rhythm send my video out to more and more people who might want to see it. So as you interact, that's a good thing. So I appreciate that. If you haven't already, hit subscribe, hit the like button, or not the like button, the notification bell. I want to ask you to hit the like button until the video's over and you can actually decide if you like it or not. But hit the notification bell and get all the uh, content that is released here on the Evangelical Norm Network. So we are going to jump into today's false teacher. And this is the guy, I don't know why it took me so long to get to Rod Parsley, but he's a fairly well-known not so much anymore. I don't see him as often as I used to. But then again, I don't I don't look at uh, TBN or the 700 Club or any of those things as much as I used to now. So he may still be as out there in the public eye as he used to be. I'm just not seeing it as much. But I mean, he used to be really, really popular. And I know he definitely was more popular in the late 90s, early 2000s than he is now. But... He's still there. He's still dangerous. He's still a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. And uh, so uh, I want to, as I always do with uh, these guys, 
Sorry, I've got to deal with my shoulder pain. Um, if you're watching and you see me squirming uh, uncomfortably, it's because i got a bad shoulder. So I like to let these guys and read to you their bios, what they say about themselves from their, their own uh, uh, social media, websites, stuff like that. So this is from the World Harvest Center in Columbus, the, the church uh, website. This is about their pastor. You may already know of Rod Parsley as a TV host, evangelist, educator, humanitarian, and statesman. Okay. At uh, World Harvest Center, you'll come to know him simply as pastor. Oh, that's so nice. In many ways, an ordinary guy whose earthly success is directly linked to his willingness to be used by God in extraordinary ways. Okay. There's a little a little pridefulness in there. Rob Parsley was 19 when he first led a Bible study in his parents' backyard in more than and in his parents' backyard. In more than 40 years since then, he's built one of the most important and far-reaching Christian ministries around in the United States. He has founded and now leads several major outreaches with local, national, and worldwide reaches. So, there's a little commentary of him. This is from rodparsley.com about Rod Parsley. Rod Parsley has been clearly called to be a preeminent uh, position to has been clearly called to a preeminent position of leadership within the body of Christ as his numerous roles, including TV host, evangelist, educator, humanitarian, and statesman will attest, but he'd be the first to tell you that his prominence is solely a function of his willingness to be used by God in extraordinary ways. I think we just read that when he was 19, he first led a Bible study in his parents' backyard in more than 40 years since he's built one of the most important and far-reaching christian ministries in the united states has founded new outreaches with local national and worldwide reaches he's a new york Times best-selling author blah 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 blah. his other ministries include valor christian college harvest preparatory school an educational institution for local students from preschool through 12th grade hispanic and urban outreach ministries and national ministerial alliance bridge of hope worldwide mission organization so there's a little bit about him. So here's the thing. Here, Rod Parsley is basically your run-of-the-mill prosperity preacher, health and wealth, stuff like that. He's just, he's very, very, I mean, to say he's charismatic is kind of redundant. But it, not charismatic so much in the Pentecostal thing, but he just has his personality, his persona. I was very highly influenced by Rod Parsley when I first started uh, in ministry, when I was a Pentecostal, um, getting into ministry, getting into uh, preaching and stuff like that. I tried to pattern some of my preaching after him. uh, So as I would watch him preach, which meant I did a whole lot of shouting. (laughs) Um, It didn't last long because it did, it just wasn't, I couldn't pull it off the way he pulls it off, but he, he, that's one of the things the the, the hallmarks of, of his preaching that I remember was he would shout a lot, just the emphasis that he would put behind the message that he was preaching and so on. But the message was always, I mean, rarely did I hear from him. And again, I don't know where he's at nowadays. I mean, I know he's still prosperity ministry. He's still showing up on the 700 club on TBN, stuff like that. Um, but the very little presentation of a call to repentance, a talking about sin, talking about repenting, talking about hell and, and you know, repentance and so on. It's a lot of, if you do this, God is going to give you this. If you, if you are faithful with this, you're going to get this. And a lot of end times eschatology. The one thing I remember talking him talking about um, 
in one sermon, and it, I don't know why this always stuck with me, but he's talking about being raptured and then those who will come back with Christ. Christ will come back you know, on a white horse and is going to be joined with, with legions of Christians who have been saved and stuff like that, right? But he always, the, there was one comment that it was like he was going to be on Jesus' horse with, with him, you know, sitting right behind Jesus. I'm like, that just seemed kind of weird. And, and and again, there's that pridefulness in the fact that I've done so much for the kingdom of heaven that Jesus is going to let me ride on his horse with him. Or just the, the fact that you're going to do it is an annoying thing. Like, you, you know, tag along little brother kind of stuff. I don't know. It was just so weird. But this is, I mean, it, it kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of the mindset of where uh, Rod Parsley is in his... Uh, presentation of, of biblical and scriptural truth. So again, for those who don't really know, prosperity ministry is the idea that, you know, if you sow a seed, um, I remember, and, and it's some of these guys that I know there was one, and I don't know why I remember the dollar amount, but there was one time it was like, you need to sow a seed for $54.76. And I don't know if there was a significance of like a scripture passage or something that would, and usually there is, I mean, this is the thing is these guys, they just take um, bits and pieces and they, they kind of conglomerated it together to make something that seems legit. So, again, they're going to take a, a scripture passage, John 3.16, and, and because of John 3.16, and Timothy 3.16, and da, 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 this other verse 3.16, God wants you to sow a seed of $31.60, or $316, or this and that, and if you do this, then God is going to bless you, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be uh, wealthier, and God's going to give you money, and open up the, the floodgates of heaven, and blah, 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 put God to the test in this, and and so on. And then, of course, there's the health and wealth, you know, of it, God wants you to be healed. God wants you to be healthy. God, you know, by his stripes, we are here, healed. We, they take this twisting of Isaiah and they, they plug in physical healing into every single salvation. And that is just not the case. We see that from the Bible on. We see that with the Apostle Paul and the thorn that he had in his side. We see that with Timothy and the fact that he had stomach ailments. And Paul said, you know, take a little wine because it'll help with your stomach. Well, why didn't Paul just heal him? I mean, Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit, right? He was baptized in the Spirit. He should have just, Timothy should have been healed. Or was Timothy's faith not strong enough to be healed? Do you get it? You get the word of faith, the, the health and wealth, those kind of uh, prosperity preaching things that go into this that make these men dangerous. Because what happens with this? What happens when somebody gets a... a Jesus, if you do this, Jesus is going to do this message, and then they don't get that. They become the the seed that was sown that sprung up with some joy, but then it was choked out by the, the things of the world, by the deception of the very teachers that taught them these things, right? And they, they become another one of those false converts, those people that heard the good news or didn't hear the good news. They heard come to Jesus, because if you do, then he's going to take care of this. You're going to have your best life now. You're going to have lots of money. You're going to have healing. Your leg is going to become longer because it's short, and that's what's causing all the physical ailments in your body, right? 
all these things that these these false teachers preach and present and then those things they they it's just it literally is a slippery slope that at some point in time it leads you to places like jory micah and josh harris and all these people who have deconstructed their faith to the point that they've walked away from christ because they were they were sold a bill of goods that did not pan out to what it was supposed to be Whereas if we just preach the gospel as it is presented in the Bible, we are sinners in need of a Savior. This is the good news, that Jesus died. He went to the cross to pay the sinner's death, that God put him forth as a propitiation by his blood to be our substitute. So that if we would repent and put our trust in him, that he would be faithful and to forgive us of our sin. Whereas John 3.8 says, 3.18 says, for those who do not believe are condemned already. We get to go to the promise that says, for those who are in Christ, there is therefore no condemnation. This is the good news, and it has nothing to do with health, has nothing to do with wealth, has nothing to do with any of those things. Can God bless us in those ways? Yes. Does he do that sometimes? Yes. Have people been healed by the power of God? Yes. Have people been blessed financially by the power of God? Yes. Does that mean everybody who comes to Christ is going to get that? No. Because not everybody who comes to Christ is going to get the same spiritual gift and not everyone is going to get the same blessings. But we all get the same forgiveness. We all get the same gospel. We all get the same effect that if we would repent, change the way we think about ourselves, our righteousness, our world, our sinfulness, and so on, and put our faith and our trust in the sacrificial work of Christ on the cross, then we will be forgiven of our sin as everyone else will at the foot of the cross. And we will come to that place where Jesus has said, you will be in, you will enter into my kingdom. You will hear those words. Well done, good and faithful service servant, because you have put on Christ. The old man is gone. The new man is there. That is the gospel. But these guys go out there with this message of, and, and it draws people in especially those who are poor and, and, and in poor health. It draws them in by these false promises that if you do this, you're going to get this. When in the reality, Jesus promises us trials and tribulations in this world, we will have trouble. Take heart, I've overcome the world. But he promises us this, that if we will repent and put our trust in him, then he is faithful to forgive us of our sin. We are not all promised the same blessings that Abraham had. We are not given all of those things. We are not all promised health. Otherwise, no one would die anymore, right? Why do people still die? Why do faith healers die? Why do faith healers wear glasses? Bill Johnson, right? So again, there's a, a, a false a false gospel that is presented by these men that is very dangerous for those who hear it and do not hear the true word of God because they, they, they are promised something when it doesn't come through, they fall away and they're more angry with, with Jesus than they were to begin with. It's the parachute story that, that Ray Comfort tells all the time in evangelism. We don't put the parachute on because we think it's going to make our flight better. We put the parachute on because we know it's going to save us when we have to have to jump from the plane. That's what salvation is about. That's what the gospel is about. We don't go to Christ because we want a better life. We go to Christ because we are sinners in need of a Savior, and he paid the penalty for our sin. And that's why we do this. And that's why Rod Parsley finds himself in a category of a false teacher, a wolf.
an enemy of the cross. And you should avoid him and you should pray for him. Pray that he would repent, that he would come to know Christ in a true saving manner. And that he would quit teaching these false teachings to, to those who are susceptible to that. So there you go, guys. Real quick and simple. Uh, false teacher of the week this week. I know I look kind of funny because I'm moving around because my shoulder hurts and I'm, I'm just dealing with pain. So uh, sorry for those who are watching. For those who are listening, you didn't even know that was going on, but now you do. So um, thank you, guys. Again, now if you like the video, hit the like button. Share the video with those who might want to see it as well. Subscribe. Uh, notification bell. But most of all, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. Until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.